Well, let's do exactly what pastor just asked. Let's take a moment and let's pray for our pastor. Let's pray for this last week away. I know you're excited to see your under shepherd. Excuse me, that your under shepherd will be back here next week. And I know you're excited about that. Hey, let's do something. Let's all stand and let's just have um, a public word of prayer in support for our pastor this week with the very things that he said. And we'll get started. Father, thank you for the under shepherd that you brought to Lancaster, California. Father, I am so thankful that my pastor doesn't just pastor Lancaster Baptist. He pastors Antelope Valley. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the impact and influence throughout this whole valley that this church and our under shepherd has. Lord, I pray that as he finalizes um, uh, his messages for staff advance, Lord, I don't think the average church member here realizes how important staff advance is to them. And that the staff, we all come back on one page with one heart following the vision that's been given to us. So Lord, as he finishes those things up, I pray that you'll guide him. And then Lord, may we realize, we understand that spiritual leadership conference influences really the whole world of especially independent Baptist pastors and their families. But Lord, it was started for the purpose of this church. And so Lord, I pray that all of us not only would get behind pastor in his messages for spiritual leadership conference, but that we would be committed to being here. It's really for us. So Lord, those messages that he's preparing right now are gonna feed us down the road. So we lift up him and Terry, just may they have just a, a, a good week of rest. So many things on our pastor's plate But I pray, Lord, step by step, like we're going to hear today, I pray he'll take his steps of faith and that, Lord, that you'll give him the grace that he needs when he needs it. So we lift him up onto you. Then, Lord, I do pray that every person here, wherever we are in our life, the only way to please you is by faith. So therefore, there has got to be this week steps of faith that we need to take. Some of them could be pretty large that will have a great impact in our life. Some of them may just be about a temptation, a trial in our life for this week. And we need to take our step of faith to please you. So Father, I ask in Jesus' name that all of us would take these four principles in knowing that this is my step of faith and may we do it. May we give us the spirit of God to encourage us to say, hey, I'm taking my step. Father, I was just thinking too, that actually all of those that just got baptized are a perfect illustration of all four of my points today. All of those people today took a step of faith to get baptized. And the way that they took that step of faith to get baptized, we need to live by every day of our life. So Father, I ask and pray that you would speak to our hearts today. We pray all these things in the name of the one who died for us and rose again and who we've been singing about. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And God's people said, you may be seated. Now, let's get something taken care of right away. If I call you a camper today, 
Do not take offense of that, all right? So I have, I have been preaching to over 700 different campers for the last two weeks straight. And uh, so if I call you a camper, actually take it as a compliment. You look younger, amen? So take it as a compliment. By the way, biblically, actually, the Bible says we are pilgrims and strangers in this world. You look that up in the Greek, that means uh, being a happy camper, okay? So we're just campers traveling through this world. This world is not our home. And so if I call you a camper, take it as a challenge or take it as a compliment and take it as, this guy's getting old, he doesn't even know where he's at, but any one of those. The Bible says in Galatians chapter five and verse 25, if we live in the spirit, almost that if is since we live in the spirit, let us command, let us also Everyone together, what's the next word? Walk. Well, that was terrible, campers. That was terrible. Now let's get to camp, all right? Here we go. Let us also walk in the Spirit. There is probably no metaphor, no word picture that you could ever give that describes better the Christian life than the word walk. I don't know of any word that describes the way we're supposed to live in the spirit of God than the word walk. Well, if you're taking a walk, you therefore have to take all walks consist of, help me out, all walks consist of? Ooh, come on campers, help me here a little bit. All walks consist of? Steps. So we've got to make sure we're taking a step of faith. Now, there's different ways that you could take a step, and I'm guilty of these. Sometimes we take a four step. It's like, okay, God, I waited long enough, nothing happened, I'm moving. And sometimes we force the will of God, and we take a four step. Sometimes we take a fleshly step that, you know what, this is what I want. I've connived it. I've worked it together. I've schemed it out. And maybe even we put it under the name of God, but it's a fleshly step. Sometimes we take a step of fear. And all of these are the wrong kinds. Today, I'm going to show you, I guess the message in a way is about God's will for your life. How do you know? that the step that you're about to take in purchasing that vehicle, that step you're about to take in taking a position, that step you're about to take financially, that step you're about to take about your diet, what you wear, what you listen to, how do you know that that's a step of faith or is it a step of your flesh? Is it, are you forcing this step? Or is that a step of faith? Are you presuming upon God? God, I know if I just take the step, you'll bless me. Well, no, 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 no. Is this a step of fear? Well, I don't know. So I'm just going to take this step. How do we know that it's a step of faith? Now, I got to tell you, I've been saved for over 50 years. And there have been so many times in my life, matter of fact, even day by day in our life. Lord, is this my flesh? God, am I forcing this? Lord, 
Am I afraid and, and that's why I'm taking this step? Or Lord, is this a step of faith? How do you know? Well, I'm going to help you today with that. The Christian life is a walk and all walks consist of steps. How can you know if your next step is a fleshly step, a force step, or a faith step? Look at number one with me if you would. A faith step will cause you to let go and let God. A faith step will cause you to let go and let God. So I'm going to ask you to do two things at one time, okay? Everybody take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 22. And as you're turning to Genesis chapter 22, I want you to help me quote the majority of you, and not everybody, but the majority of you in here know two verses very well, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So as you're turning to Genesis 22, would you help me with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? If you know it, say it out really loud. Trust in the Lord. Lean not my own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he. All right. Okay, so a faith step will cause you to let go and let God. So is this your flesh? Are you forcing this? Are you wanting to still be in control of the decision? You may be calling it a step of faith, but you're still got a hold of this whole thing. If it is going to be a step of faith, you are saying, I'm letting go and I'm letting God. Now I want to tell you, this is so true in the life of Abraham. Come to Genesis 22. Very quickly, Abraham gets saved in Genesis 15. In Genesis 15, it says that uh, Abraham believed in the Lord, believed in God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Paul confirms that in uh, Romans chapter 4, that Abraham got saved in Genesis 15. No question about it. That's his day of salvation. By the way, People in the Old Testament had to get saved like people in the New Testament. He had to get saved by faith and faith alone. It isn't because of the way Abraham lived. It was the faith that he had in God that saved him. All right. But we don't see any evidences of that faith until Genesis 22. And in Genesis 22, we begin to see Abraham as the father of our faith. And we begin to see him starting to take steps and what a step of faith. Look at with me at Genesis chapter 22 and verse number one. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt. The idea there is test to prove. The queen of Sheba used the same word in Second Chronicles 9-1 when she said, I want to prove Solomon. I want to, I heard all this stuff about Solomon. I want to prove him. And the word prove in our King James Bible is the same word as tempt here as well. And that's a good word. To, he, God wants to prove Abraham about faith. Hey folks, it's impossible to please God without faith. So therefore, God has got to keep proving us. How many in this room are over 50 years of age? Would you raise your hand? You're over 50. Okay, that's a good number. I'll stop at that number, but we're all over 50. Can I tell you this? It doesn't matter how long you live. You will continually be tested in faith. I think some college students think that when they graduate from college, I'm done with school. You just started school. 
the tests just begin. Oh, you may not get those tests anymore from Brother England, but I'll tell you what, you'll be tested all of your life because it's impossible to please God without faith. So all of our life, there's gotta be steps of faith. So Abraham, he's an old guy here, and listen to what God says. He's gonna test him, he's gonna prove him. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son. Now this next thing is really, really important. Take now thy son, thine, everyone together. What's the next word? Thine only son. Okay, so this is not his only son. Brother Shetler, the Bible's lying here. No, no, no. You need to understand an incredibly important spiritual truth. Oh, no, no. He's got another boy. His name's Ishmael. By the way, way to go, Abraham. You're going to have problems with Ishmael's descendants all throughout history. And we're still seeing problems with Ishmael's descendants with Abraham's spiritual seed, Isaac. But anyways, Abraham's going to take this in his own hands, and he has Ishmael through Hagar. That was not God's will. Now listen, this is classic. That was a step of Abraham's flesh that was a forced step, and I think it was a fearful step. Man, I gotta have kids. We, we, we gotta have a seed. We gotta have a seed. Everything against my message today, Abraham did that with Hagar and had it Ishmael. He forced the will of God. It was totally in the flesh, and because of that, do you notice? God does not even recognize Ishmael as Abraham's son. He says, take thy son, everyone together, take thy son, thine only son. Because the only son I recognize, Abraham, is the son of faith. And the only thing God will ever recognize in your life are your steps of faith. I don't care how long you've been on a bus ministry. God's not recognizing your longevity on a bus ministry. God's recognizing your faith in the bus ministry. God is not going to recognize all the things, all of your giving, if it wasn't a step of faith. Let me tell you, there's only one son that God recognizes, and that's Isaac, because that was the son of faith. Man, that's a great point there. That's not, that's, well, let's get into that. Let go and let God. Here we go. Look at, so look at verse 2. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. First time love is mentioned in the Bible. By the way, everyone together, is it wrong to love your son? Some of you aren't too loud on that. Is it wrong to love your son? No. no. It's wrong to love anything or anyone more than God. This is not about, well, I'm going to teach you about loving your son. No, God doesn't have a problem about Abraham loving his son. You're supposed to love your children. God says, I'm going to test your priorities. And is Isaac more of a priority in your life than me? So here we get into our step of faith now, folks. You got to let go. And you got to let God. And God says, hey, give me that which you love. Whoa, whoa. We're talking my boy. And look what he says to do with him. Therefore, a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. 
God is saying, I'm going to test your faith. And I'm going to ask you to let go and let me. Now, when you do this, Brother Scheller, in my life, how do I know if this is a step of faith or if this is my step? Okay, I'm going to show you number one. You let go of it. Let God have control of that step. When you begin to say, God, I can now not make this happen. I'm letting go of this and I'm letting you have this, God. I cannot make this step happen. If anything happens, I let go and I am letting God. Don't control the situation. You let God have trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. God, I do not understand this step right now, but I'm letting go of it and letting you have it. Have the right priorities. You got to be all in now. A step of faith is going to be all about you being all in on God. Nothing holding back. You're not leaning on your own understanding. You're leaning on God's goodness and you're leaning on God's wisdom. All right. If it is a step of faith, one thing you will know about your step of faith, you are saying, God, I'm letting, you, I'm letting it go, and I'm letting you have this. Let go and let God. Everyone together, let's say that together. That is a step of faith. Number two. Number two. A faith step will have the scriptures behind it. And God's people said, amen. Amen. A faith step will have the scriptures behind it. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All right. So this past week, I was up at camp in Michigan. And I did two camps at once. And I did a leadership camp. There were 22 young people that were in leadership camp. I did uh, 11 sessions with them. And then I was also the speaker of the camp uh, as well. And so uh, I had these uh, young people. One of the things that they implemented into their leadership camp was that we had to do interviews. Well, there were 22. I'm not doing 22 interviews. There was just no way. So the camp director did 11 or 10, and I did the others. And, I had, and, and he gave me the questions he asked. They were really good questions. One of the questions on the interview, I think there were about 14 questions. One of the questions on the interview was extremely interesting to me. And I want to tell you this. These 22 kids, they were the cream of the crop, man. I mean, they had just such a willing spirit. They had such a great attitude. I mean, they, they were pumped. They, you couldn't give them enough material. Every session is like, give us more, Brother Shetler. Okay, they were great kids. But this was very telling to me. We got to this one question. What, do you, what is your source of hope? So I, in, in, when I asked the question, I would define hope. It's faith with a positive end, you know, like that. So you got a confidence. You believe something's good going to happen. What is your source of hope? They said a lot of things. They said their pastor. They said their, their, their parents. Um, they said, okay, number one answer, God. They said God. But I noticed after about six interviews, not one, and these, I'm telling you, these are good young people. Not one said what I would have said. 
my source of hope, what I anchor everything to, my source of hope is right here. Now, now, now I want to share this with you. If some of the best young people I've ever met did not mention specifically, they said God, they said God, but not one of them mentioned the word of God. Now, let me tell you this. It is not a step of faith if the scriptures are not involved with that step. You got to get in. If you're about to take a big step of faith, you better have some scripture behind you. Now, I, got, I put it together a little outline. So here you go. Are you ready? A faith step will have the scriptures behind it. A precept might decree your step. A precept might decree your step. Okay, now precept is a command. All right, so listen to this. I I could have chosen hundreds. I just chose really quick Exodus chapter 20 and uh, verse number 16. Listen to this. Thou shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Okay, so if you're about to deceive somebody, and maybe you would even say, well, this is for their good. You know, the truth hurts. Oh, stop. Don't give me that statement. Listen to two weeks ago's message. The truth is every truth is Jesus. Okay, so don't give me that statement. All right. Oh, the truth hurts. No, truth does not hurt. Sin hurts. Okay, so the truth does not hurt. All right. So now listen to me. This is really good. If you're about to make a decision about what you're going to say about something that happened, and you're about to deceive somebody, bear for, by the way, you can bear false witness and not lie. Lying is more the speaking. You can still deceive someone by your attitude, your, your actions, or whatever. But you're about to bear false witness. Mark it down. That's not a step of faith. You can never bear false witness and say, oh, I did that one by faith. I, I, I did that one by faith. All right, now, you, I know some of you. Larry, there's a few good Bible scholars here. And I know where they're running to right now. Brother Shit, what do you do with Rahab? What do you do with Rahab? I'll tell you what I do with Rahab. God honored Rahab's faith. God did not honor Rahab's lie. But God did honor Rahab's faith. Yeah, don't give me Rahab as an example, friend. The Bible is clear. It is a precept. You will never take a step of faith if you're going to bear false witness. If you're dishonest, I guarantee, if you're about to lie about something, I don't care if it's your taxes or your neighbor, you're about to lie, mark it down. That is not a step of faith. It has got to be a, a, a precept of scripture will, guide, will decree your step. Number two, a principle might direct your step. A principle. Now, not everything is an absolute decree and a precept. Some of them are principles. Listen to, listen to 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6 and listen to verse 14. Excuse me. 6.14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Now, this is not a clear precept, 
But this is a clear Bible principle. I think in the context of the passage, it may have to do with business dealings. But I think you could put that in a dating, you could use this principle in a dating relationship. If you're dating somebody that's not saved, be not unequally yoked together. You shouldn't marry that person who is not of the light, who is not saved. So now there's a principle in scripture that might direct your steps. I just used that one. And then I want you to see this. A promise might determine your step. Real quickly, take, turn your Bibles to Isaiah 43. Now, all of these are just All of these are just examples of how the scriptures need to be a part of your step of faith. A faith step will cause you to let go and let God. And a faith step will have the scriptures behind it. Okay, so it is 2006, November 17th. I had left Pensacola for about six months. We had been looking for a church to pastor. I was in Pensacola for 31 years. I stepped out of my comfort zone, merrily, and I stepped out by faith. And now, where's the Lord going to lead us? Where's the Lord going to guide us? There were different churches that asked us to come and candidate. We didn't have peace about it. There was a church in Santa Maria, California, First Baptist Church, that we had visited, and both merrily and I had an inkling, maybe this could be it. So they asked us to come back to candidate, and we did. On November 17th, 2006, that church voted on us coming. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Let me just tell you this. I didn't go to First Baptist because of a vote. I went to First Baptist because God called me. And how did you know that was your step of faith? That Sunday morning, that they were gonna vote in California. I was doing a week of meetings, starting a week of meetings in Gainesville, Georgia. And I said, God, I still don't have peace on this thing. That morning in my devotions, I read Isaiah 43, 18. And it said, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. When I read that, I mean, I got like emotional. I don't think I cried, but I got emotional. I said, wow, that is exactly the verse I need to leave Pensacola. Wow, where's this been for the last six, seven months? Man, that was fabulous. Remember ye not the former things, Jim, neither consider the things of old, but, but Lord, how do I know where to go? And then I read verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I got to tell you, I read those two verses. I got on my knees and I knew that my step of faith was to go to pastor First Baptist, Santa Maria, California. Now I'm going to share this. Never have I ever made a major decision in my life that the scriptures were not all over that decision. But by the way, in our daily life, folks, whatever you decide, there ought to be a scripture precept, principle, or promise that guides you every day of your life. Brother Seller, how do you know if you're taking a step of faith or you're taking a fleshly step? 
You let God's word be thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, I know some of y'all are thinking too. Brother Scheller, I mean, just being really transparent, you can take God's word and connive it any way you want. Yep, but hold on. We got two more points yet, so that'll help you. But I also want to say this. If it's a clear precept, no, 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 no. You will never be able to step over that. You can do all the just gymnastics that you want in your emotions and your logic. But you can't get around a precept. You cannot get around a principle of God's word. You're violating a principle of God's word by, getting, by doing that financially, by doing that entertainment-wise, whatever it is. No, 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 that is not a step of faith. And you know God's word's clear. On the promise thing, I just want you to know. You ask God, God, I don't want just to create a verse to say, hey, this is the way walkie in it. I want your guidance. God knows that. I'm telling you, man, I've anchored my soul to the word of God. God gave me a passage when we finished Santa Maria to come to West Coast, Psalm 84, 6 through 11. And when we believed that our focus of our ministry needed to start changing, God so clearly through his scripture told me what I need to focus on the last days of my life. I'm telling you, if you're going to take a step of faith, that faith step will have the scriptures behind it, all around it. And listen, you say, Brother Shelley, you know there's unsaved people here today and you haven't mentioned them at all. Well, I'm going to mention them right now. God's word says this. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do what the Bible says and take your step of faith. You have been trying emotionally and logically to figure out this whole Christianity thing. The Bible says, but as many as received him, Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. You want to know what your step of faith is? If you don't know Christ, receive Jesus. Call upon Jesus right now. Take your step of faith and ask Christ to save you based on what the word of God says. You see, you're basing your salvation. I think you got to live good. This baptism thing, you got to do that baptism thing, don't you, to get saved? No, no, no. Nobody got baptized today to get saved. They're all saved, so now they're following the Lord in the next step. Your step of faith is to receive Christ. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're here today and you've never asked Christ to be your Savior, take your step of faith and ask Christ. Christ has done everything. All you have to do is receive the Lord. All you have to do is trust in God. But don't I have to give to the poor? No. You have, to, you have to do what God's word says. If you want your step of faith about salvation, there's a way which seemeth right on the man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Do what the Bible says to get saved. But as many as received him, you know what? I need to receive Jesus. Do what God's word says, and there's your step of faith for salvation. Number three. Got to get moving. Number three. A faith step will not be about your plans, but God's peace. A faith step will not be about your plans, but God's peace. Because we got to speed this up just a little bit, I need you to do something. Every person in here, if you got a copy of the scriptures, you need to turn to Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. This may be the most important passage we're going to look at today. A faith step 
will not be about your plans, how you work this all out to, to date that girl, how you work this all out financially. Hey, hey, this is like the best buy on this car we've ever had. I mean, they're gonna, they're, if I don't buy it this week, they'll never give me that deal again. Whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. The step of faith is not about your plans. The step of faith is about God's, everyone together, about God's. Okay, that was really bad, campers, okay. It's about God's what? If you're going to know that you're taking a step of faith, it isn't how you work everything out for it to happen. It's more about the peace of God. Now, there's a lot of things that are not mentioned in the Word of God. And you go like, well, how do you know if this is a step of faith or not? This is how. Look at Romans 14, 22 and 23. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. And he that, everyone together, what's the next word? And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Brother Shelton, your point is a faith step will not be about your plans. It'll be about God's peace. So what's your point with this passage? Oh, this is everything. If you're about to take a step, you could be scared. You could be a little nervous. There could be a little bit of anxiety. But listen, listen. If you're about to take a step of faith into a relationship, into a purchase, I don't care what it is. If you're about to take a step of faith and in your conscience, your courtroom, where you determine what is right and wrong, that is not your logic and that is not your emotions. This is your conscience and your spirit. And your conscience in your spirit says, I got a doubt. There's just something I cannot confidently, you know what? I don't know how to say this, Brother Shetler but I don't have any, help me out, I don't have any peace. I, I mean, it looks like this is the right decision. This looks like this would be the right thing, but there's something in my conscience I can't seem to get through, I'm gonna tell you. If you go against your conscience, you are not taking a step of faith. Your, your conscience should give you the green light. Now. That doesn't mean it's not a scary step. Every major step I took had the scriptures by it, but it was like, I'm jumping, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. This is a little bit risky, but I got peace about it. You say, Brother Shepherd, will you describe the peace? No, because the Bible says it's a peace that passes all understanding. But if you've ever experienced the peace of God, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, I can't express it, but you know when you got it, when you have it. Okay, now listen. You are not taking a step of faith if you are going against your conscience. If your conscience says, I got a doubt about that, you're, it's not a step of faith. Now, Here's what I think. There's one thing that's just so good. Look at this last statement. It's not about you crafting out a plan, but about your conscience at peace. You're not wrestling. You're, anyone know what that blank's going to be? 
You're not wrestling, you're resting. You're resting. Really quickly, Larry, would you come on up here for a second? Really quickly, I believe I have done this before at, at Lancaster Baptist, but it's so perfect. So there is a book in the Bible, a small book called Habakkuk. Everyone together, what's the name of the book? Okay, so Habakkuk's name means to wrestle, okay? <laughs> Notice I picked Larry. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so we're kind of wrestling here. So Habakkuk is wrestling with God. Chapters 1, chapter 2. Habakkuk is wrestling with God, and he's saying, God, why? God, why haven't you judged Israel? Why are you judging Israel with the Chaldeans? Why, God, why? He's wrestling with them. Listen to this. His name means wrestle. That's what Habakkuk's name means, is to wrestle. And he wrestled with God. However, his name, get ready? His name can also mean embrace. Amen, brother. It means embrace. If the same word can mean wrestle, and it can also mean hug or embrace. The beginning of the book, God, why? Why? End of the book, God, I'm going to trust you even if there's no fruit in the, in the vines and there's no sheep in the ox. And I'm just going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust in you. He went from wrestling with God to embracing God. Thank you, Larry. Did a good job. Now listen to me. What changed in Habakkuk is so important in this point. It's got to change in you. Stop asking, why would this be my next step? Why do you want me to do this? God, why? I, I got to have an explanation. You know what? Habakkuk never got an explanation. He went from a why to a who. Because at the end of the book, He's holding on to God. The just shall live by faith. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. He begins to say, you know what, God? I don't need to know an answer. I need to hold on to you. And I'll tell you what a faith step is. It will not be about your plans. It'll be about God's peace. Last thing, and this one's pretty quick. It, kinda, it just kind of concludes. It brings everything together. A faith step will have as its motive his glory and not your good. All right, you got to understand this. This is so cool. Now, your good will come with this, okay? There is no question. But you are not taking your step. You're not taking your faith a step. Hey, this will work out pretty good for me. So I'm trusting you for this, God. No, no, no. That is not a step of faith. That's your flesh. That's your fears. Or you're making, you're forcing this thing happening. A step of faith has a motive, and that motive is, God, I am stepping out by faith. So last week, I, uh, four, uh, two on staff, two campers applied to come to West Coast. And I'm telling you, they were scared. But they had a peace. You know what? I think I need to let go and let God do this. I just, I just need to trust God. And one of them I got to ask, her name's Emily. She should be here this fall. I said, why are you going to West Coast? And she said, I want to do this for God. That is a step of faith. My motive is not what will be good for me. My motive 
is what will bring glory to God. And when you're ready to take that step, that is a step of faith in your life. So go ahead and buy that car this week. I don't care. But why are you buying that car? Is that car going to be the Lord's car or is it going to be your car? And is that the car that God has provided for you or is that the car that you forced? This relationship that you're in right now, are you doing this because it's going to be good for you? Man, if she starts dating me, that's going to be good for me. Or are you dating that girl for the glory of God? Let me tell you, I don't care what area of your life, it is not a step of faith if it is not for his glory and his honor. So I've been around this guy for nine years. And I want to tell you something, I'm glad he's not here. We have a pastor who steps out on faith. Lee has said, you know, Jim, the one thing I will tell you about Pastor Chapel that I appreciate, this is my wife speaking. She says, the thing I appreciate most about pa- Pastor Chapel than anything else, he is a man of faith. You cannot look at this campus and not know that man has stepped out in faith for the glory of God. Now, let me tell you guys something. We need to follow that example. We got a good example laid before us. You know, he's like five years younger than me, but he has showed me more about what faith really is. And, and you step out, look at this. I'm telling you, these will help you the rest of your life. A faith step will cause you to let go and let God. A faith step will have the scriptures behind it. A faith step will not be about your plans, but God's peace. And a faith step will have its motive, his glory, and not your good. I want to encourage you. Are you ready to take your step of faith this morning? You know, Brother Shetler, I believe in this area of my life that God's working right now. Finances, health-wise, medication, whether I should do this surgery, not do the surgery, you go both ways. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he who can never not himself in that which he alloweth. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. If you doubt, you're damned already. You know what? I've been a little scared about this. I've been kind of conniving, making this happen. I think it's been more about my good, my flesh, today. I'm 64 years old in this room. I'm 72 years old in this room. I'm 41 in our family. And we're going to take a step of faith, put our kids in Lancaster Baptist School. Man, that's a big step of faith. It's not about me. It's for God's glory. I don't know what it is, but you cannot please God without faith. So that would mean that every one of us should be at a point where there's a step of faith we need to take. God, I'm going to make a commitment that I'm not going to move forward on this until I have a scriptural principle, precept, or promise. I'm not moving forward on this. God, that thing about the word of God and putting my hope in it, that has been missing in my life. Today, I'm going to take a step of faith and the scriptures are going to be involved with the decisions I make in my life. I'm going to tell you right now, this is the way to live. And if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And the only way to walk in the spirit is by faith.